Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. This is a production of ITM Media. Hey everyone out there in Ramblin' About Racing Nation for this, another episode of Ramblin' About Racing. I'm Matt Beamer, joined as always by Charlie Herkus and Austin Reeves back here at the IT and Media Studios, bringing you uh, again another episode of Ramblin' About Racing. Gentlemen, how's it going today? Going good. Glad to do another episode. Yeah. It, it, last week's episode was fun with Howie. We had a lot of fun with that, especially afterwards. A lot of you didn't hear half the fun stuff we talked about after the episode which might be on a future episode we'll bring him back on let's say we didn't record any of that that was that was fun we'll, but we'll bring him back on maybe ooh, maybe how he could be a uh another host of the show it'd be if he could find time it'd be interesting it, if he could find time it would be interesting but hey we're glad that you're joining us whether you're on your regular podcast platform or on burns radio really do appreciate you taking the time out of the day to crack open a beer with us if it's an appropriate time and place not in a vehicle nor 7 a.m going into work don't do that thanks for joining us here for rambling about racing we're going to start off with charlie here charlie how's it going and the race this last weekend wasn't streamed on facebook like it was normally but how do you do during that race and how's life going for you Life's going good. I got another appointment for the whole cast here uh, this coming Wednesday. Get stitches removed, and then you know get another cast put on for three more weeks. But hopefully, they'll free up another finger to make it a little bit easier to drive a race car. Started next to last, uh, finished second again this weekend. So a couple of races back to back, second place finishes. Uh, we got a pretty quick turnaround for this coming weekend for another race instead of two weeks off we got a fast car i i played a little bit i played around a little bit with a setup this weekend and the car just got tied on me so that didn't help things but we'll we'll fix that going into this weekend and hopefully have something for them do i still have have a spotting job 
Yeah, you, you still got a spot, Chops. Oh, so. awesome. Good job, Austin, with that one. And, Charlie, is the only reason why they're racing next week in there at South Alabama Speedway because of the upcoming Memorial Day weekend in two weeks? Yeah, most okay. likely. So, and plus, uh, the, the following race after that, I, I think they got it worked out. You know, it, it's a pretty big weekend for them. They got, uh, you know, a Florida Truck Series coming up to race and then a, a Wheelman Series coming up. So there's going to be, I think, nine classes running that night. Uh, so it's going to be a it's going to be a long night. The fourth uh, of I think it's the fourth of June or something like that. It's going to be a long night that night. So bring your bring your sleeping bags. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan, Charlie. Uh, best of luck and glad you finished second there after starting. I, I tell you what, that three car. I don't know who he is. You need to protest that guy. I well, mean, I, we'll be you know, we all, the last we, race that I saw with you guys race, and he just caught you, passed you, and left you. It was like, it was, holy cow, what's that guy got underneath the hood there? I don't even Yeah, and I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, I, I got them beat through the corners. So it, it's definitely something on the straightaways there. And, you know, he don't leave me like he used to by no means, but there, there's still something there. We definitely got it. We the top three got into it a little bit up there in Tech this past weekend. So there's some stuff coming. There's definitely going to be some teardowns here in the near future, right? You know, and I'm I'm fine. Look, I'll, I'll tear it down. I got nothing to hide. I've I've said it time and time again that I am by far, hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, the fastest legal car down there. Me and my teammate are are by far the two fastest legal cars down there. You know, I'll I'll back that up every every race, whether it's with a second place finish or or not. So, hey, best of luck to you next weekend. Hopefully, the individual there that records the races and streams the races is there, so we can watch it next Saturday night. But worst case scenario, I'll see if I can't get Kelsey to well, Facebook live stream it for well, me. Whoa, well, no, we're gonna have to let me know if somebody's gonna try to film it. It's, it's true. He's gonna buy more <laughs> rambling about I, racing I, gear. I, I let her wear a headset this past weekend. Mm, Matt, I, said, Matt. I, I said, don't push this button and don't push this button. So, <laughs> what, 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 And what you guys need to do, and I know Austin's brought it up, you need to get something that captures the audio and you can plug it in so we can listen to it and have a radioactive Charlie Herkus. And, well, I know, I know. I, I wish. Or at least for our I, Patreons. I, I definitely need to do that. I need to figure out something. Um, you know, I have the GoPro video of the car. Oh yeah, I, I'm about to download it to my phone maybe later tonight or tomorrow or something, um, and I'll I'll see if I can't get that sent to you. All right, sounds good. And Austin, man, how's it going? How you doing? Going good. We've already asked me, but I'll go again. Well, yeah, I mean, well, it's your now your turn to tell us what's going on in the life of the Reeves household with your wife being pregnant with twins. Got to be exciting. Yeah. And what's going on? None. That's going good. She's. Cravings are on and off, on and off. She want one thing one minute, one thing the next. She's keeping me running around. Uh, other than that, everything's good. Our next appointment's in June. Can't wait till then. She actually told me I could go to Talladega. So that really got me excited. I know, I know. You nice. guys, Charlie, I had to call and ask him for, for help because I didn't know how to ask yeah. him. Hey, <laughs> you know, like, okay, how, where do I go? Do I just, like, blankly ask her? Like, what yeah, do funny. I do it? Or story about that is Austin calls me, hey, ask, you know, ask Kelsey how I should probably go about asking Caitlin for, for permission to go. She's like, just, just don't like, 
because if it was that close and I was about to have a baby and Kelsey, my girlfriend said, you know, if I was having my first baby, I was like, well, it's not my first baby though. It might be your first baby, but it's not my first baby. Like I already have Emma. So it's technically not my first baby. Well, that started a whole different like fuss. But anyway, she's like, I, I just wouldn't even ask. I was like, so we called Austin. We were at my daughter's field day. We were like, Austin, you're just crap out of luck, man. Like, you're, you're going to have to figure this one out on your own. And Adam, he just caught her in a good mood. Like, one of them lows of the hormonal fluctuations there. And he, he caught her at the right time. And I hope he recorded it because he's going to have to use that for, you know, audio evidence later on. Uh, when it gets time to go. But I plan on calling Talladega uh, tomorrow or Wednesday, and uh, we're going to get some prices together, and hopefully all of us shoot on up there. Uh, We'll hang out with Howie, and uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that sounds like a great plan there. I can't wait for that. And I I must say this, and I'm surprised that Charlie didn't just text his girlfriend and say, hey, Austin's going to the race. I mean, I mean, why wasn't that part of the card? It was a thought. Look, now Austin did throw me under the bus a little bit Uh-oh. in this. So, because Austin did say, hey, Charlie wants me to go to Talladega with him mm. in October. No, no, no. I said. That's what you uh, told me on the phone. The driver we interviewed said, hey, we should come to the Dal- Talladega race. And then Charlie said, I should ask you. <laughs> So, exactly. Like Charlie said, we should go to the Tyler Nagar race. I mean, I'm not throw you on the bus, but I just ran over your foot. I didn't hit you with the whole damn bus. Yeah, it counts. Like, it took me forever to get a relationship built with Kaylin. Like, and Austin's just trying to, like, gasoline, lighter. No. Nah. It happens. It happens like that, I guess. But everything's going well here. Work's going well. I'm about to officially launch my auto detailing business. Got a few little clients lined up and stuff like that hopefully it'll take off here within the next few months and then uh yeah maybe i'm just hoping so so just kind of keep me in your thoughts and prayers on that one because it, it's just a kind of a big leap of faith there but i'm going for it and baby's doing well baby's growing starting to get a little mood swingy i should say with that and i'm not sure how to take that but take it day by day love her to death and mom's doing well we got caroline's brother sister-in-law and niece and nephew, we got the niece. We got a lot of family coming up here this weekend, and then my mom and dad were supposed to come this past weekend. Mom came down with COVID; she's fine, and now they're going to come up Memorial Day weekend to spend time with the daughter. But everything's going well up here. Other than that, and I'm glad to hear all you guys are doing well, and hope everything's going well out there and rambling about race and nation. We're going to just start off now with our question of the week. Our question of the week from last week was, in the open wheel series, which is better, Formula 1 or IndyCar? And this came up because of the Miami Grand Prix. A lot of the IndyCar drivers were talking smack about it. And this will kind of bleed over into the IndyCar race this past week, which was a very good race from the Indianapolis road course there. We're going to start it off with one of you two. What's better, in your opinion, IndyCar or Formula 1? I'm going to say Formula 1, solely because it's better racing. I mean... The, the speeds are better. I think IndyCar takes away from – they ruin it when they go to ro- road courses. And, and not all road courses. Like you said, you know, they had a pretty good race this past weekend at the road course at Indianapolis. But I feel like if IndyCar would solely focus or maybe just run more of the oval tracks, it, it would be a better series. And maybe even throw in the, you know, the, the tire compounds and stuff like that. But – Formula One is the better, uh, to me, the better of the open wheel series. 
So my, my opinion, I, I like the diversity of IndyCar with them going to road courses and oval tracks. But whenever you say the Indy 500 is IndyCar's, you know, crown jewel, that that's you saying that they're meant for oval tracks. To me, Formula One is the, the open wheel car. All right, Austin, what about you? Indy or Formula One? I, re- I really don't know. I haven't watched it a lot. Beginning watcher, I, I guess you could say. If I had to choose one, probably Formula One. I've watched a few more of those races than I have IndyCar. I really enjoy it. Kind of what Charlie said, they do perform better. Not perform better, but I do enjoy watching IndyCar on ovals rather than road courses. I enjoy the race this weekend, but if I had to choose, I'd choose Formula One. And I'm, I'm in the kind of a predicament here because I like them both. I've had the fortunate privilege to see both Formula One and IndyCar in person. IndyCar was at Pocono Raceway, and the Formula One race was at the Indianapolis Road Course in 2004. Michael Schumacher won that race, and Ryan Hunter Ray won the IndyCar race in Pocono where Justin Wilson was killed. I don't know why I brought that up, but I just kind of, if nobody knows the exact race, that's that was the race. It's tough for me because seeing the IndyCars at an oval, to Charlie's point, was great because you got the speeds. I mean, they were kind of fanned out there at the start. I think they were five, six wide there at one point, just racing for position going into turn one there at Pocono. It's a tough call for me, and I'm kind of at a stalemate here. If I had to choose, I'd have to say probably IndyCar going against both of you. I mean, IndyCar is more American, I guess you could say. I mean, and to Charlie's point, I think they do better with them on ovals like NASCAR, except with an occasional road course thrown in there, but... Formula One races mainly road courses, but their cars are designed for road course and street circuits. So I'd have to say IndyCar, and by the way, in a poll that we took here, 60-40 agreed with you and or with agreed with Charlie and Austin saying that Formula One is better in a 60-40 poll there on Rambling About Racing's Twitter page. So it's just one of those things. I think it's uh, both a great series. Both bring something different to the table, but uh, when IndyCar's on oval, I think that's when you see the real speeds go up. That's when you see the actual racing, what it's designed for and what it's meant for, which is speed and danger. Yeah, and that was our question of the week. Let us know what you think using hashtag what do you think ITM. And now we're going to get into something special here on the show where we are going to open two mystery boxes from the racing warehouse. And the racing warehouse has a number of mystery boxes, $130 one, $175 one, and $100 one. And I'm going to open up a... The low end, the $30 one, as well as the high end, the $100 one. And Austin and Charlie here are going to go through it with me and kind of try to figure out how to make how, what they think of the mystery boxes and if it's worth it for future purchases down the road. If you haven't been to the Racing Warehouse, make sure, or website, Facebook page, go check them out. A lot of racing memorabilia, sheet metal, racing race crew t-shirts and race crew shirts and old stuff it's a really cool shop definitely go check them out if you haven't already and tell them that rambling about racing sent you it might help us out down the road here but gentlemen you ready to open up the box and i'm going to leave it up to one of you guys should i open up the 30 dollar one or the 100 dollar one first let's go with 30 30 okay and this is the 30 dollar box it only looks that big from here Okay, well, it's 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 definitely it's a it's a good cube. It's a good cube right there. So what we're gonna do here is grab the old cape, United States Marine Corps K bar knife, and go ahead and cut into it. He's he's opening that box like he's getting a deer. <laughs> Which, ironically enough, I've never done. 
I've never gutted a deer, but this is good training if it is, man. So the box has been open now, and now we're going to see what we got here. So first things first, we're going to throw it out here. We got, at first, this is the $30 box, by the way. We got a Irwin Tools Night Race from Bristol Hat. Flex fit, medium large. I don't even know if I could fit into this. It's so tight. Fits like a charm. No, not really. It's so tight, but it works good. It works good. We also got this. Oh, this is nice. A little Dale Earnhardt card. And I'm sure the reflection is just horrible right there, but you can see uh, it. We, we can tell it is. Yeah, it's a nice little Dale. <laughs> that's a Dale Earnhardt card. Okay, a little trading card right there. Another hat from the Geico team. It looks like maybe a Casey Mears or a Ty Dillon. That's nice. Oh, you can't go. You can't go wrong with too many racing hats. And a no. two, and a 2015 champion Spring Cup champion hat. It says 24. Which makes no sense to me because Jeff Gordon didn't win the championship. No, that was one of them preprint hats when he made the Final Four. <laughs> but hey, that's nice. That's because that was it. That was his retirement season, right? And he didn't win. But if he did win, there it is. Because he won. Because he won Martinsville at the end of the yep. season. There, yeah. and made the Final Four. Yeah, that hat off. It's too small. But that's nice. We got so we got a Bristol hat from August twenty second, twenty fifteen. Okay. A Dale Earnhardt card, a Jeff Gordon championship hat, and it looks like maybe a Casey Mears hat or a Ty Dillon hat. One of the two. And so that was the $30 box. Okay. I like the 13 hat. I did too. Oh, okay. I'll have you guys fight over it. Okay, so this is the $100 box. I could throw a mean left backhand right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we come to the $100 box. And by all means, if you're listening to this on your podcast platform at Burns Radio, go check out our YouTube channel, and that can be found at railingaboutracing.com, or the links can be found in the podcast description below. Oh, by the way, this is our first mystery box reveal here at the show, so very excited. Being very careful with the knife as not to cause any damage to myself and have you guys laugh at me. We would laugh. Oh, you would. Charlie would. I mean, oh, yeah, I'd... We'd make sure you're okay, and then we would laugh. All right. I would FaceTime Caroline. Caroline, you need to go uh, check on Matt. <laughs> you need to go check on Matt. Okay. There's, there's possibilities bleeding out in the garage. <laughs> All right, so this is the $100 box. Ooh, and I could already tell this is this is a nice box here. So we got Hero Car. No, these are magazines. Don't hold it. Make sure it's not a dirty magazine before you hold it up to the camera. I'm going to hold it up to the camera. Okay, so first things first, we got these... Uh, Stickers Is it here. Danica Patrick centerfold? We got stickers here for the cars here. That used to be for the cars. We got a truck series one, a bush, a nice bush series one. I might Shoot, put, I put a bush series on my car just like that. There we go. I got three tenths. A, a bush pole, a bud pole award. I don't never get the pole award every, either. Every day is race day. Either Salter or Fowler's going to get them. This, I don't never get a pole. These are nice here. I did get one, what? Two races ago? Yeah. Okay. Didn't and, and, uh, Wix filter and a racing warehouse sticker. Very nice. Those are good for the toolbox or for the race car or cooler for my car or for the cooler. That's even better. I like Fortunately, that. Fortunately, we have K&M filters. Okay. We got uh, a Martin Trex Jr. 2017 Euro card. This is cool. A David Reagan Euro card. Oh, this is nice. You guys were like this. A Mark Martin hero card. The old GoDaddy machine. Even a better one of Mark Martin, if you ask me. 
That's pretty good. That really is pretty good over that's there. Yeah. That's, that's old school there. That is yeah. old school. Vintage. So, yeah. so these are a bunch of hero cards from what it looks like here. So I'm going to just pull out the rest here, just show everybody. A Jeff Gordon one. That looks like from his last season in 2015. Yeah. Old school Ryan Newman one. And what was that? Was that, uh, that was a, with RCR? Uh, no, this was... Uh, no, that, was yeah, uh, that was with RCR. Was it? Yeah. It had to be, yeah. The 39, oh, no, it's Stuart Haas. Sorry. Yeah, that's why I thought I drove for Stuart Haas for a couple of years. An old school Jeff Gordon one. Rainbow Warriors, Kozlowski in his in his blue deuce one. Now, now you guys want to take it old school? Oh uh, yeah, Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett. What year? What year did he retire? Uh, I don't know. Jarrett. Yeah, like two thousand nineties. No, no, he retired no. mid two thousand. Whatever. I, I want to say it was ten or eleven. Something. Because like whatever, that. whatever year. Jarrett. No, it had to be before two thousand ten. Whatever year it was, it was. We went to Bristol. That was, off, that was my first time going to Bristol, and that was the year he retired. The Trevor Bain one? Oh, Wonder Kid. And this is autographed, too. A Jeremy Clemens one. I say Trevor Bain's Wonder Kid. He you know, he ain't oh. no bad at his few starts so, in the Xfinity Series. And, and this is for for Charlie here. This is a good one for pressing, and I bet you know which one it is. We'll give him the Paul Menard one. And, and this is nice because we had him on the show before and autographed Jerry Nadeau one. Yeah. Oh, and this is this is going to be by far Charlie's favorite here. Yeah, by far, man, my favorite. <laughs> <And> <laughs> How did you know? I don't. I just guessed, man. And I figured everybody would have said that's who I interviewed. Like if I had a bad race. Well, yeah, that's what that's what Austin said. So we got a lot of these hero cars here. I'm just going to show them real quick. Another Jeff Gordon one. Uh, by the way, he's married to Brooke in this one. That was way back in the day. Yeah, you, and never mind. I won't say that. <laughs> Kenny Schrader. Who do we got here? Oh my gosh, JD Gibbs. That's a nice one. Yeah. That's a really nice one. Oh, man. This is a nice one, too. I'll give it to one of you guys. A Kerry Earnhardt autographed one. Okay. Elliot Sadler. David Strimmy. These I are like nice. If, if, you're, if, if, you're big, if you're big in the hero cards, this is actually quite a good deal for, I'd say, well, and we haven't even, this is just the first part of it. A Chandler Smith one. Old school Martin Trex Jr. That was for when he drove with Michael Waltrip racing. That, that is Michael Waltrip racing. Uh, yeah. This is a nice one. A Jeff Gordon. This, it looks like a trading card type thing. Uh, Joey Logano when he raced for Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, Mark Martin one. Oh, no, sorry. Casey Mears. I, I saw Tony the Tiger. In. So Casey Mears. <laughs> the Biff. This is a nice. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Nice one. Old Ricky Craven. I like old Ricky Craven. Who didn't? Uh, and the AJ Allmendinger one. Who cut the corner off? No, this is. it looks like it came like that. 
This is a little best. Oh, they cut two corners off. It's a Best Buy thing. It looks I'm like just it. kidding. Oh, okay. So, yeah, those were the hero cards. Quite a bit of hero cards. Some autographed. Some I, Jerry Nadu. I'm trying to figure out what I did with the rest of them. I think I put them right here in front of me. Okay. Uh, Jared Jer retired in 08. All right. So, Daryl Jared retired in 2008. So, I was right. We got this racing magazine from, let's see here. It's a Beckett racing magazine. So, I guess with all the prices of the cards and stuff. And this is from 1998. I don't know if the price is probably gone up and up and this, this is actually a really nice one i probably give it to charlie a tribute to dale earnhardt when he passed away there in 2001 hmm. let's see let's get an exact date here which i we should auction it off we should auction it off so <laughs> so that was just uh the bag that was just the top part that was just the top part we haven't even gotten we, any, any deeper yet we should i uh, auction it off and use the money for the show okay or for talladega or for Talladega. I'm definitely going to text Jerry and say, hey, I got one of your hero cards from the racing warehouse. You want to buy it from us? No. <laughs> okay, so the next one here. Oh, this is nice. This is a pit crew shirt from Stuart Haas racing when they were at race with Chevy. Just a Stuart Haas shirt for Chevy. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. What size is it? XL. All right, some bubble wrap, which means something may be of value in there. Oh, I might give this to Charlie, too, or give it away on the show. A Dale Earnhardt hauler. That's nice. Hey, so I got I got a place for that, not going to lie. You got a place for that? All right. Yeah, and Austin knows exactly what I'm talking about. By the way, when I ordered this stuff, I ordered this. This this didn't come with the mystery box. This is my order. That's what I'm talking about. Man. Yes, sir. It, it's fate, son. It was, we need to be sponsored by Bush Light. We, Look, we, we check do. it out. Bush Light. Bush. Check out the bu- look, my bucket hat will look real good with that. Just saying. So saying, if Bush is listening, you got a sponsor here at the show. I've bought enough cases of these bastards since I turned twenty-one. Okay, I got another shirt here. This is a nice shirt. This is one of those like wicking shirts, and it's a racing warehouse one. That's nice. It's not like cotton. Nice. It's not cotton or anything. That's nice. All right, we got a few more things here. All right, we got a one sixty-four scale Kyle Larson, a Richard Petty. North Wilkesboro, 164 scale car from 1992. Huh. So his his farewell season. A couple more things here, and then we are done. A 124 scale Jimmy Johnson from his rookie season in 2002. There were the yellow bumpers. So that's really nice. What was that? Uh, Jimmy Johnson, 124 oh, scale. No, I, I thought I heard somebody say boo. Oh, my could, bad. It could have been a old school Jimmy Johnson koozie. Good for the... And then, sure it's not Alex Bowman? I'm sure it's not Alex Bowman. And a Roush Fenway Racing t-shirt. But the shirts are nice. Like, there's some right. good shirts in there. Oh, yeah, you okay. can't go wrong. Two things you can't go wrong with. Stick, or three things. Stickers, racing t-shirts, and racing hats. So that was the, yeah. that was the $100 box. That was quite nice. Yeah, the, the $100 box wasn't bad. Like... No, I feel I feel like it was just the two Dell Earnhardt or the three Dell Earnhardt things out of the thirty dollars and the hundred dollars. We got some turnaround chances for our Talladega trip. Yeah, I, I think we got some at least some good giveaways for the show here. I mean, for hundred for thirty dollars, we got a few hats, a Dell Earnhardt card, and that was it. For the hundred dollar one, we got a a lot of shirts, a pit crew shirt, the Bush like, shirt I bought, and I mean, a bunch I, of hero I, cards I like and stuff. I like it because it's it's almost like an auction. It's like it's like a chance. It's like you yeah. know, right? You, you, you just take a chance. So 
It was worth it, man. And I, most of their she metal they give away is an auction. Yeah, and I actually got a piece of Brad Kozlowski one that I won from them. I've tried. I, I have searched it's and tough. searched for some Noah Gregson wise. I haven't found the first one. They always sell out of them. I'm going to autograph one of my trophies and auction it off. There's also one more thing I bought from them, and this is really cool. I think this is probably one of the coolest things I've ever bought. So back a few years ago when Wis- they were doing a throwback race for the Southern 500, I wanted to go in character. And so I bought a Winston Cup official uniform. And I even Did got you the- just walk through the gate? Yeah, I should have just walked through the gate with there. I'm a Winston Cup official. It came with the hat and pants and everything, and it's a pretty cool outfit. And I think I won it for 60 bucks. So they go on there all the time, and they do stuff like that all the time. Go check them out. Links will be in the podcast description and as well as the YouTube description below. Go check them out and tell them that Rambling About Racing sent you, and they might pick us up as a sponsor. We might do more of these, but we'll definitely do some giveaways here, uh, This, like the cars yeah. or whatever you guys want. So, Look, yeah. Everybody loves free stuff. Give, oh. Giveaways are great. Yep, giveaways are great. So uh, definitely stay tuned for a few giveaways here down the line. Especially autographed Charlie Hercus trophies. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll watch out for those too. So, gentlemen, last impressions for the mystery boxes from the Racing Warehouse. I enjoyed it. You got a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to put it all. I'll, I'll get us one in the future once we get rid of all this stuff, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I like the $100 box. You got a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 think that's the, I, think that's, I think that's the way to go, for sure. Yeah. And, and because, the, again, the Kevin Harvick shirt was not included in that. I bought that, but they also gave me one. You could get some sheet metal. We got some stickers. Hey, be on the lookout for giveaways here. So, yeah, definitely go check them out and tell them Rambling Bad Racing sent you. Racing Warehouse, not a sponsor yet on the show. Folks, before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there, whether this is your first time listening to Rambling About Racing or your 129th time and further of listening to Rambling About Racing, about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest and greatest Rambling About Racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, pint glasses, and so much more. Austin, what was your experience with purchasing from the store uh, it was a great experience went on there put a sweatshirt a t-shirt and a coffee mug in my uh, shopping cart ordered it i think it took a uh, two weeks to come in came in quality's great sweatshirt wears phenomenal uh, my wife wears a t-shirt when she goes to bed it's really comfortable so y'all really need to hop on and, and order some stuff all right and charlie for this month of may what's our promo code for this month everybody knows that None of us would be here without Mother's. And Mother's Day is in the month of May. In honor of Mother's Everywhere, this month's promo code is MOTHER. That sounds good. Mother's for Mother's Day for the month of May, and that will get you 10% off of your order on both Teespring and Bonfire. Go check them out. Links will be in the podcast description below. And on ramblingaboutracing.com, like Austin said, good quality gets there fast, and you'll look good in it as well, whether you're at your local short track there in South Alabama or at Daytona, Talladega, wherever you're at. So everybody, you're a fan of Rambling About Racing, buy some merchandise, and all purchases will help us here bring you more content in the future, and hopefully more interactive content in the future. So go check it out again. Mother from the month of may for 10 percent off of your orders at teespring and bonfire all right well so those were our mystery boxes from the racing warehouse they didn't buy them i bought them so be on the lookout for giveaways from now and now we get into our race reviews here from the past weekend we had two races from kansas for nascar for the truck and cup race 
as well as the IndyCar race from the Indianapolis road course. And we're going to start off with the Indy road course. I know Charlie didn't watch the race. Austin did. I did. Austin, what do you think of the race, man? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Muffin Nature definitely played a role in it throughout the whole race. You know, it was a question. Rain tires, slicks. A lot of people gambled that, uh, thinking the rain was going to stay away, and it came back in. I, I really enjoyed it. It, it, it definitely kept the crew chief on their toes, for yeah, sure. It was such a good race, and I love those kind of races. I normally don't like road courses, but I do like Indianapolis road course. It, it, it's kind of like the Roval to me. They made the road course out of the racetrack, so... Of course, you kind of get an idea, and and I've been to that track, like I said earlier in the show, with Formula One, and if you're on the front stretch, you don't get to see the whole race like you would at the Royville, but at the same time, it was, it's such a good race, and I was there before they added the chicane where they would come out of oval one and two, like wide open down the front stretch into turn one there for the road course. And, man, they were booking there in the Formula One cars, and they took that away because of speeds or tire degradation or one thing after another. They took that away. But, yeah, it was a good race because of the rain. The rain was the X factor of the whole race. Cars were going off. It was good racing, wheel-to-wheel racing, I feel like, the whole time. like To your point, pit strategy played a big part of it in, in the decision of putting on the slick tires, vice keeping the rain tires on. But I, I really enjoyed it. In fact, the first time they ran that race there, they had a standing start, which is, was a complete disaster. So then they went to the rolling starts there for the race. But, yeah, Austin, I, I thought it was a good race. And I, I'm surprised you said Formula 1 was better even after that race. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I haven't watched them enough to really have a favorite, but Formula 1. But, yeah, the, this weekend's any race, I, I really enjoyed. That's the thing, though. It doesn't mean all the IndyCar races are going to be as good as what y'all saw this weekend. And so far, the Formula 1 races this year with the new car – most of those have been great races. It's not just been, you know, just stretched out where the leader just pulls away from everybody. It's been good racing throughout the field. So, yeah, and it has. And this was, I, I feel like this one was the same wave with the IndyCar race with the rain and everything. It was a crazy race. Colton Herta ended up winning. I thought Paddle Award would have pulled it off again, but no, my pick did not get it done. And, Neither did y'all's picks. Holden Herta wasn't even on my radar. But the next race for the IndyCar race will be in two weeks for the Indianapolis 500. We'll get more into that on next week's show, previewing that big weekend of racing. But then we switch over to from IndyCar to Kansas. Um, before we switch, yeah, what do you up? think of Colton's drift? Did you see it? Oh, yeah, I did. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in a race car, especially an open-wheel car, where... He literally drifted around the corner and looked like he was on dirt. I mean, it was like you, you can almost tell when a car goes spin out. And I was like, yeah, he lost it. And I don't know how much throttle brake he used, but that, that was a good He didn't pass anybody by no means. But for him to be able to keep it under him and not spin out and still, I think he was running second when it happened. Yeah, he was running second. And to keep the car under him and still running second, that that was a, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that was pretty spectacular to say the least it was just a great race overall for the indycar race and the indycar series as a whole can't wait to see them back in action again in a couple weeks at oval indianapolis for the big race the indianapolis 500 but now switching gears to nascar from kansas for the trucks and cup race start off with uh, trucks like we always do we always start lower and go higher here on the show 
What do you guys think of the truck race? Not another, not a good performance from the truck series again. You know, I said that about the last one too. You just expect action from the trucks. Granted, Kansas is usually not one of those tracks because of its layout that you see a lot of action, and you didn't. It, it, it was a boring race to me. I recorded it. <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I started fast-forwarding it through the race because it was just a lot of green flag racing, and I got tired of watching it. I'm glad Zane Smith got his third win of the season, and I'm glad that my buddy Grant Finger got him another top three finish. Um, he He's right there on the verge of getting him a win this year and locking himself in the playoffs, and I think that's going to come in the next few races, no doubt. Uh, I think him and that team's finally clicking, but uh, same way with Ty Majeski. Uh, he's, he's got the ball rolling with him now. He has found speed, and he, he's about to win him a truck race for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be like him running late models. Once he figures it out, he'll be hard yeah. to beat. Uh, yeah, you, you don't beat him in a late model. If you do, you've, you've accomplished you something. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So, yeah. and just not, not a great race to me, though. I mean, a lot of green flag racing, which is great for the people racing it, sure. But as, as far as watching it, not fun to watch. But I get it from a racing aspect, too, is your stuff don't get tore up. So, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad race. I mean, Zane Smith won a lightweight race caution, brought the field together, and we saw what could have been a crazy finish. Uh, Zane Smith took advantage of it and got to clean air and ended up winning the race. It wasn't a bad race, I would say. I, I want to say it was a bad race by any means. I mean, it wasn't a horrible by no means. There's, There's been worse. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Not, but, not, not the uh, worst one we've ever seen. It's, it's just not, not the best. Yeah, it's, it's not what you expect the truck series to live up to. Yeah, for sure. No, I hear you. And honorable mention right here, Matt Benedetto finishing seventh in that race and Matt Crafting finishing ninth in that race. I was quite surprised with Carson Hoskovar finishing 15th and Stuart Friesen finishing 14th. I thought they had a little better oomph underneath them, especially after the last few weekends of racing. And I have to give a quick shout-out here to Spencer Boyd, who finished 31st in this race, unfortunately, but followed us on Twitter. Yeah, big-time follower of the show here now. So That's right. We're, uh, I feel like we're gaining getting, momentum, and I like momentum. That's right. I think we're gaining a good push here, and I'm, I'm glad. And if you're not on board right now. We're the three best friends that anybody can have. I tell you, if you're not on board this train right now, this rambling about racing train, it's it's starting to pick up speed, and pretty soon you're going to be left behind. Oh, it, for sure. I know uh, when, I first, when I first came on, I think Twitter had like, Maybe right at 400 followers or say or so. Now it's got like 500, what, 503? Uh, what Austin's trying to say is. No, I ain't saying that. I ain't saying Oh, well, when I first came on board, <laughs> all we have is this. And now we got this. I oh, see where this is going. Ain't going. Well, here at the Austin's rambling about racing show, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. No. I'm Charlie Herkus signing out. Thanks for having me. No, no, stay beyond. Stay here, Charlie. Stay on. Stay on board here. No, that's not what I was saying. Buddy. But I tell you what, we're not your typical ball and stick podcast. We are a auto racing podcast. We like to go fast. We like to be loud. We like to drink beer. We like to watch auto racing. If you like auto racing, you are in the right place. You are 
it's not your typical auto racing podcast, but a, we like I, to I, cut up too. I never said oh, sure. I never said this was a cookie cutter podcast at all either. Switching over to the Cup race here, Kurt Busch in in the first season running with twenty three eleven finally gets the monkey off his back and wins a race for twenty three eleven. I'm going to start it off with this real quick, and this is the question I thought of right before right when Kurt Busch took the check and flag. Does this win expose Bubba Wallace, or does this team solidify twenty three eleven as a good team? Because regardless of what you think of anything about that, it was on everybody's mind. No, it, it absolutely was. Um, and Bubba and, Wallace ended up finishing 10th in that race, so good on him. Yeah, so and I mean, he, he, he was 10. having a good run, yes, and let's face it, Bubba Wallace will have a decent run here and there. But Kurt Busch has had good runs since he came on to this team. So regardless if Wallace got that win at Talladega last year, what has he shown since then? He hasn't shown a dang thing since then. And then every time something happens, it's always somebody else's fault. And then everybody is always so quick to defend him. Even his spotter was so quick to defend him. Even Denny Hamlin in a post-race interview. Oh, well, you know, as an organization, we haven't done what we can for Kurt or for uh, Bubba and all this. And I'm like, well, you know, how, how long is this going to go on? How long are we going to defend him? Because Kurt has outperformed Bubba every race. Every race that Kurt has been able to finish that he hasn't been taken out due to some issue or something like that or been involved in a wreck that wasn't his cause, he has outperformed night and day difference to Bubba Wallace. So I think hands down, yes, this this has exposed him. A- am I saying Bubba Wallace does not have talent? Absolutely not. He wouldn't be where he was if he did not have some type of talent. But I think that you could only ride that train that he's riding for so long so long before, you know, something's got to give. And sure, does he have some sponsors and stuff sponsoring him? Yeah, but that's going to get old after time. How it, how it's lasted this long, man, I, I don't know. Like People are going to get tired of the same crap. And how NASCAR has not gotten tired of it, I, I don't know. Like, Kurt, I, my honest opinion, yes, Kurt Busch just exposed him. Kurt Busch just put a full race together, not a range-shortened race. He just put a full dominated race together. So, yes, he just exposed Bubba Wallace, and I don't think this will be the last race Kurt Busch wins this year. Oh, no, no. He's got – I wouldn't say a lot more, but he's got a few more wins coming. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to this because Bubba Wallace had a good run. He finished both stage one and stage two in the top ten and the race in the top ten. So, he was up front all day. He had some issues on pit road. Mm-hmm where it cost him. Now, is that necessarily Bubba Wallace's fault or the team's fault? That's what I said, though. I'm not saying he he doesn't put together some good runs every now and then. He does. The consistency is not there. As a driver. Every top 10 one race, 25th, 15th next race. Right. As a driver, you, you got to have some consistency. Kurt Busch has got the consistency. And I'm not saying 23-11 is a bad team. They should have the equipment. 
the equipment part should not be the issue. That should not be the excuse or no nothing like that. Kurt Busch has got the consistency. Any, any reason why Kurt Busch has fallen out of races is nothing of his doings this year. It's because he got caught up in somebody else's race. Exactly. Or, yeah. So the difference between Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace right now is the fact that Kurt Busch is putting together consistent runs and Bubba Wallace is, oh, I got a good run here, but now I'm going to have a string of bad runs. I'm going to put together a good run. People are going to talk about me. I'm going to have a string of bad runs. It's not going to be my fault. Where do you think the hiccup is with him then? Bubba? Yeah, Bubba. I don't know. I, I, I wish I did. And honestly, if somebody knew, they'd already have told him. It's almost like Trevor Bain, man. Let's face it. Trevor Bain won the biggest race there is in NASCAR, Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. What has he done since then? Not a damn thing in the, in, the, in the Cup Series. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Where's he performing at right now? Xfinity Series. And he is running great. And what races he's getting to run? He's putting together consistent runs. It's almost like sometimes you're meant to run the lower class cars. Exactly. And like, you know, I didn't didn't pay attention to Bubba Wallace in the Truck Series, but from my understanding, he didn't run bad in the Truck Series. So it's just like the Dillon Brothers. They they ran very good in the truck series. Both of them's got truck series championships, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not sure if both of them have Xfinity series championships, but I know at least one of them's got an Xfinity series championship, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not saying the talent's not there, but is it at a level of talent to be running with, you know, 36 to 39 other top tier? Drivers, and I'm not even going to say 36 to 39. Let's face it, maybe 20 other, 20 or 20 to 25 other top tier, you know, drivers, uh, you know, week in and week out. No, it, it, it's not. I'm sorry. Because if that was the case, then your majority of your touring super late model series drivers would be up there running every race, every weekend, or every. Rich boy with daddy's money would be up there racing every weekend, week out. Now, and going back to Denny Hamlin's stuff and comments after the race, what do you what do you think of that? I mean, it, does he have a point from a from a team owner's perspective? I think he brings up a good point. It's like if if we would have done better on pit road, and granted, I didn't really, I'm, I'm I know they lost a lot of positions on pit road due to one thing or another, but if Bubba Wallace fixed, fixes that. I think he's got a top five car, maybe a winning car. Okay. He'll be in the picture more, I feel. 
and Denny Hamlin, and Denny Hamlin makes a good point with that. Okay, as, as Denny Hamlin made a good point about that race. But the pit stops ain't the issues for some of these other races. So what's the problem with them? I mean that I don't know. I mean, I'm mean, looking at the stats. I up feel to, like Denny Hamlin was just kind of making an excuse, covering his bases for right, that right. race, and, and maybe he was. But with ten, with plus ten, I don't like Denny Hamlin, so I can give a less what he says. Well, and by all means, you're entitled to your opinion, I guess. But I mean, I don't mind Denny Hamlin. I like Denny Hamlin. But in looking at the stats here for Kurt Busch and. Bubba Wallace up to this point in the season, 13 races in, so another 13 more until we end the regular season and into the playoffs here. Kurt Busch's average finish is 17.615 with two DNFs, one win, and three top tens. Bubba Wallace's is an average finish at 19.923, which is pretty much a 20th place finish if you ask me, with two DNFs and one top five. Could we see a couple more seasons here? I mean, I, I think this kind of shows that 2311 is a winning organization with the right driver. And unfortunately, Bubba Wallace isn't the single guy in this team now, and all focus is on him. Now they got two people racing here, a past champion. So let's say this. What I, I put a scenario out there since we're talking about does this expose Wallace. If Kurt Busch wins another, just another race – or let's say two races, and they're not rain-shortened races. They are full-length races, or Kurt Busch even finishes second a couple races, and Bubba Wallace doesn't have a string of top 10 finishes. Like he's, finish, he's still finishing 15th to 20th or 15th to 25th. It is Wallace's job on the line by the end of the season. I'm going to say no. He brings a lot of sponsoring media and coverage to the team and to NASCAR. So I, I think Denny Hamlin will be a fool to get rid of that. It's kind of like a Danica Patrick thing. It took Danica Patrick how many? It took Danica how many years of wrecking cars before Stuart Haas said enough is enough. You're not winning. I mean, you're, you're not even finishing races. Okay. You're wrecking. Well, to count, counter that though, this this new you know with the playoff systems and stuff, if you're going to win a championship, you pretty much got to win to be in. If he's not going to win or run consistent enough to make it in on points, then you know, is he really? A, is that really contributing to a championship organization? Well, then at that case, you'd have to put in. Well, I mean, yeah, that's a good point there. I'm trying to figure out here. I'm going to pull up the standings right now to see who here, so I can throw a counteraction to that. Well, then you're going to have to throw Richard Childress into that org- that conversation because... Oh, I'm, I would throw Richard Childress out of it right now. You'd have to throw track out... You, okay, check this. You'd have to throw track house racing into that conversation right now and Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez, Agreed. though, has consistent... Uh, finishes up there in the top 10 and showed some strength there at Code and showed some strength... But he has yet to get a win. He has, not yet to, he has yet to get a win, and therein lies the problem. Ross Chastain has two. Mm-hmm. And now we're looking at it like Kurt Busch, and we said it at the top in, or just about 10 minutes ago where we're looking at Kurt Busch not only just winning at Kansas and being satisfied with that, though, no, but winning at maybe Texas and then winning at Daytona again at the fall race and then winning a couple of handful of playoff races. We're talking Kurt Busch going all the way to the Final Four at Phoenix. And I could say the same thing about Chastain as well, but you can't say the same thing about Wallace. You can't say the same thing about... Suarez, unfortunately, you can't say even the same thing about Reddick. Reddick looked like he was going to be a powerhouse, you know, qualifying second 
he's going to be running up front, and all of a sudden, nope, that didn't happen. So, I mean, there's a lot of racing to go till the end of the regular season, but the people before below the cut line are a who's who of the ranking system here. It's going to be interesting to see, to say the, uh, to say the least here, because I mean, even be- below the cut line here, you have Brad Keselowski, you have Chris Buescher, who RFK. I don't think we're going to see anything from them come up here, but I think we're going to talk about more of that. Next episode with uh, the guys from Quick Pit Podcast, we're going to do a mid-season review and preview of the big racing, the biggest racing weekend of the year. But did anything else surprise you guys? I mean, Kurt Busch winning. Did anything else surprise you guys? I, I know we're going to talk about tires here and yep. and the single lug nut here because Eric Jones. Yeah, I'll, I'll Eric Jones, on some single lug nut okay, stuff for because sure. Because we talked about this at the start of the season. Are we going to see shades of Botas at Monaco a few years ago, and them not being able to take that thing off, and them being able to DNF. Now that didn't happen with Eric Jones. Somehow they cut off the wheel. I don't know how yeah, they, they physically cut it off with a sawzall. Mm-hmm. But kudos to that whole forty-three team in figuring that out because I didn't even think that was a scenario in the playbook. I'm guess somebody, some engineer somewhere, thought of that and said we need to have a plan in place for this. But that single lug nut, I don't know if it was cross-threaded or just on there so tight. That it couldn't come off. I mean, we, we're not seeing this every weekend like I was fearful of, but is this kind of a... That's the first time this year. This is the first time yeah, this year. So, time. I mean, let's just keep it sim- simple. First time single lug nut issue this year. Issue or no issue? No issue. I, I say no issue. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it was. it's definitely on everybody's radar now. And, so, and, and I've I seen... So, yeah, it's definitely on everybody's radar. You've seen every pit crew on pit road watching how they were getting that off and what was the final thing they had to do to actually get that off. So I think the first thing everybody's going to go to is they're going to cut that freaking wheel off. If they can't get it off with the big impact right away, they're going to automatically go to cut the wheel off, get it off. I saw a lot of comments on Facebook and like some other, uh, you know, NASCAR media on Facebook and stuff like that. And, People commenting, oh, well, it's that stupid lug nut and stuff like this and yada, yada, yada. And this this single lug nut thing is going to play into my tire issue philosophy here in just a little bit, too. Everybody talks about, well, you know, well, what American car do you see with a single lug nut on there on the road nowadays? And some people commented, you know, well, none of them and stuff like that. Okay, well, answer me this. What... American car did you see going down the road with 15 inch five lug basset wheels absolutely none of them so there, there's no logical argument that anybody can have about NASCAR going to a single lug wheel and saying that oh well it's just not not this or not that or it's just not racing because there's not an American car going down. If that was the case, then NASCAR should be running six lug wheels because the majority of your vehicles nowadays have six lug wheels on them. So, and most of them are either 18 to 20 inch wheels and they'll still be running a low profile tire. I, I can't even argue with NASCAR at this point. They've put a pretty good product together. As much as I was kind of against it to begin with, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly... I'm slowly jumping on board with it. So, because I, I feel like a lot of the issues that we're having are not the car. It's more of a person issue. It's more of a human error. Yeah. While doing pit stops and stuff like that. And 
they could have very well just cranked on that thing just a little bit too much, or it could have been a case where they didn't get it tight enough and it jumped threads a little bit whenever. I don't even want to say that because if that was the case, he wouldn't have been able to drive as long as he was with it on there. But it, it is what it is in the end. I don't think it's a mechanical issue. I think it's a human error on that. It is what it is. It's not nothing to do with NASCAR, but I like the guy's comment that I read earlier where, you know, what vehicles going around with a single lug nut on a car? Well, none. Well, what vehicles are going around with five lug, 15-inch Bassett wheels? Oh, well, well, none. Okay, well, there you go. You really have no argument for a single lug wheel then. Right, you might as well just say NASCAR race front-wheel drive since the majority of the vehicles out there are front-wheel drive. At Absolutely. You, you might as well. So. Uh, and you you can still keep your sequential shifters because most of them are sequ- you most of them have you might as well throw his or her shifters in there right <laughs> yeah I, I totally agree but I don't I didn't, I didn't see an issue but what we did see a lot of issue of and I think it goes back to Charlie's point of setup and aggressive camber and toe of the tire is more tire yep. issues. Chase Elliott wasn't immune to it. We we saw a lot of tire issues. Yeah, he he even commented, he's like, this this car is whatever from what I read or whatever. And it may have been a comment he didn't even say. It may have been something somebody just posted trying to get attention. But he undoubtedly he had said something about the car just being complete crap because of the tire issue or whatever. But no. let's face it, no, I, and I don't think well, he did. No, I don't think he did either because, I mean, Truex had tire issues. A bunch of people a, a had tire issues. And it's people. always William the Byron. same tire. Yeah. And William Byron had issues. I mean, a lot of drivers had issues here, and a lot of drivers on the flip side of that didn't have issues. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could be a setup thing. It could be a feel of the car thing. I think it, there's a whole number of things, and we're going to beat the dead horse if we go back to it, listen to previous episodes about it because it seemed like for four weeks there we were talking about more tire issues. What's the deal? Yep. It's it, it's a caster camber issue, low tire pressure to begin with. Yep. That low profile, you're not able to get as aggressive with it. You're eating the tire up with the low tire pressures. We've said it. We'll say it again. You can't do it with this new style You know, wheel setup with the rim and tire and expect to get away with it. It's just like I said a couple of years ago or the past two seasons with the right fronts blowing out. It's because they got so aggressive with the right fronts and setup. They were popping tires and killing the wall. You know, I think they started getting away from aggressive right rears and trying to go to aggressive left rears, thinking they could, you know, not put as much pressure on it, and it's biting them. But you're only seeing this on the mile and a half. It happens. I mean, this year is nothing but a learning year. Yeah, it really is. you got to try something every now and then. Absolutely. See if it works. They're locked in. I mean, pretty much every car out there, except for Truex for the most part, is locked into the playoffs. Everybody that had a tire issue. And I think everybody that had a tire issue that spun out was able to continue the race. Oh, Larson Larson hit the wall five times almost and still finished second. Six times, I think it was. Yeah, still still finished second. William Byron, to your point, finished 16th. And Martin Truex Jr. finished sixth. So it doesn't destroy the car like we used to seeing. I mean, we used to seeing a tire come off, especially a rear tire or a front tire even, even at that point. The car's trash. And it's just tearing up everything in that car. Yeah. So it adds a kudos to the development of this car and the stronger body and everything that go that went into the development of the car and being a stout vehicle. So kudos to NASCAR on that. 
but yeah, I mean, what do you guys think of the race overall? I thought the the cup race for, compared to years past was better. It wasn't one guy's out front and leading. Kurt Busch was able to race down and chase down Kyle Larson, pass him, and win the race. It was it was a great race. It, it was a good all around race, and barring any tire issues or anything like that, or a single lug nut issue, I thought it was a very successful race. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I really enjoyed watching. Kurt Busch and Kyle Larson battle it out. Like Charlie said, I think he bounced it off the wall five or six times. We're still able to finish second. I don't. I think if he'd have kept it off that wall that last time, then Bush wouldn't have been able to get around him. But I, I really enjoyed this weekend race. Charlie, what about you? You enjoyed at least a cup race from Kansas? Yeah, no, I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the cup race. Great racing all around throughout the field for the most part. I mean. Just about the whole race, there was some type of battle for position going on, and there was no leader that really ever got stretched out and got carried away with it. With an exception, with an exception towards uh, you know the end of the first two stages there, where I think everybody was pretty well content with where they were running, and let's let's finish this stage out. We're not going to use our equipment up to try and run down the leader just for an extra point. Like Austin said, I mean, between the two Kyles, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, and Kurt Busch, those last 50 laps or so were, that was great race. Kurt Busch roped them. He didn't have the best pit stop on that last stop, but he roped them back in and did what he had to do. And he beat two of the best that's out there on that track, his little brother and then last year's uh, champion Kyle Larson, and got the job done and won his first race of the season. Couldn't agree more. Three champions, past champions of the sport going at it. It was really fun to watch. It was a great weekend for me, not just for NASCAR, but for IndyCar as well. A great little preview of what we're going to, not really preview, but a great pre-race before the big race there in a couple weeks for there from Indianapolis. Real quick before we get into our final thoughts here and upcoming races for this weekend, race of the weekend, for you guys, going to start off with Austin. What do you think? I'm going to go with the IndyCar race. Uh, I really enjoyed it for some reason. I, I think Mother Nature was why I enjoyed it so much because you had to watch the teams, you know, debate on putting slicks on versus radials or the rain tires. I'm going to go with the IndyCar race. All right, IndyCar for Austin. What do you think, Charlie? I didn't get to watch the IndyCar. From from what y'all said, it, it was a phenomenal race. Being I didn't get to watch it, I'm going to go with the cup race. A lot of good battles for the lead. And it's not what I expected from Kansas. It is, Kansas is usually one of those, once you're out front, you're out front, and they usually stretch it out. At least that's what we saw in the past couple of years at tracks like that at the mile-and-a-half tracks. But this new car has completely redone the mile-and-a-half racing. It's kind of ruined short track racing, but it has made the majority of your season, which is your restrictor plates and your mile-and-a-half racing, a whole lot better. So you, you got to give them props to that. Um, I think they'll do something to fix the short tracks. So not trying to get off subject. I think they'll do something to fix the short track racing by, by all means because, you know, that's your bread and butter. That's your, your roots of, of NASCAR there. But I'm going to go with the Cup Series race. So I, I'm glad to see Kurt. I, I've always been a fan of Kurt Busch. I like him. And I, I'm glad to see him get back in victory lane. I really am. Good seeing Kurt Busch winning. I'm going to have to agree with Austin, though. The race of the weekend for me was the IndyCar race from the Indianapolis Road Course. 
rain through the X Factor in there. And plus, I, I like the Indianapolis Road Course. I've been there to witness a race there for Formula One. A lot of fun, a lot of nostalgic there for me, even though it was, oh my gosh, what, it's 2022 now, almost 20 years ago that I saw an event there. Still a lot of fun to watch. So Indian car race has it for me, although be it the cup race was a close second. It was a tough call, but going to have to go with Austin here. So now we're going to get into this weekend's races. For Formula One, we got the Barcelona race, the Spanish Grand Prix. And for NASCAR, we got the Truck and Xfinity races at Texas, as well as the All-Star race here at Texas. And up to this point in the show, and me looking at the schedule, I didn't even remember it was All-Star weekend. Did you guys? No, I, I totally forgot. I just thought it was another race at Texas. Now, I mean, does that kind of show that the All-Star race doesn't really matter like it did back in the day anymore? Because it took me looking at the schedule to realize, oh, yeah, it's All-Star race weekend. Yes and no, I guess. For me, the All-Star weekend, it used to have a lot more to it. You know, you used to see the pit crew challenges. You used to see the engine building competitions. You used to see all that. And if they still have them, great, but they're they're definitely not televised like they used to be. There's just not as much that goes into it. And I don't remember them racing all three series on the same weekend. So maybe that's maybe that's something that they're doing with it. I don't remember them last year running all three series. No, I don't either. So maybe that's what they're doing a little bit different this year. If I'm not mistaken, last year they did the all-star race, and then they turned right back around and ran – ran that same track the very next week with the same series. So this year they're running all three series the same weekend and in Texas is not being ran again until later in the year. Right. They're going so, back to Charlotte for the yeah, Coca-Cola so 600. Maybe not a bad idea to do that. So you're, you're still getting a lot of racing that weekend. It's not just the all-star race. So, you know, shake things up a little bit. Yeah. Not as much emphasis on just the All-Star weekend. So maybe NASCAR has realized something on saying it's not what it used to be. So maybe we can't just make a weekend out of just the All-Star race. Which is really unfortunate because uh, when it was the Winston back a long time ago, early 2000s for me when I first started watching the race, it was something to be talked about. The stands were full during the All-Star race. It was a it was a great race. There's always something spectacular that happened in fact that was uh caroline's first race was the all-star race it was just i believe it's the sprint all-star race and tony stewart won it so i mean it was just one of those things where it was hyped up a lot more I, and, and to charlie's point i feel like the pit crew challenges in the charlotte coliseum were a lot of fun the four tires and then push the car to the finish line and if you mm-hmm. win you advance and if you don't you're out and those were a lot of fun to watch and now it's just kind of another race weekend in order to try to draw fans in. To me, it shouldn't be at Texas. It should be back at Charlotte or it should – I mean, Bristol was even fun a few years ago during the yeah, pandemic. I, I didn't mind Bristol. I wouldn't mind seeing one at Martinsville or – Or North Wilkesboro. Or, or, That's the yeah, perfect or, place to or, run an all-star race, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they, they could do it there. I don't care for it to be at Charlotte, personally, just because there's so much that goes on at that track as it is. What about the Charlotte so, Roval for the all-star race? Maybe. I guess if you're going to try it on a road course, try the all-star race on a road course. Why not try it for yeah, try it for, for the Roval. All, all the Roval? Because that's proved to be one of the better road course races in the year anyway. So you could try it there. That would be the better place to start it. I like it at Bristol. Yeah, I like it. Not at Texas. But I think it will be a good opportunity for everybody to see what they have at Texas. Texas has traditionally been, up to this point, a very looked at, a very bad race to be looked at. 
And now, I think they should have saved the Coliseum for the All-Star race. Yeah, something like that. But now I think NASCAR has lost it. I feel like doing – I mean, I, I thought they were going to go – I thought NASCAR was in the mindset of taking it from Charlotte and then putting it at Bristol and then moving it to Texas and then keep moving it around. Vice just I, keep it at one I track. Will say, I will say this, though. With the mile and a half tracks in the past few years, the racing has sucked. But this year at the mile and a half tracks with with this next gen car, the racing has been really good. I you know, and I would dare say, you know, I'm not going to dare say it. I will say it better than short track racing, with an exception of Martinsville. It may turn out to be a really good race at Texas, so long as they don't go in there and try to do something stupid with the package just because it's an all-star race like if anything it's the all-star race go in there put the high horsepower in there low downforce it's the all-star race and let them go at it no i i totally agree it change it up this used to be something where teams would change it up and do whatever they needed to do to win i mean a good example for me would be jeff gordon in the, early, in the mid-90s when he brought T-Rex to the car, when Ray Everham built that car and brought it to the track and Bill France Jr. said, congratulations on the win. By the way, that car will be illegal tomorrow. So, I mean, it was fun to watch that stuff. It was, it was just just me. But I'm sure a lot of people out there feel like that. The All-Star Race has kind of lost its luster over the years. But the qualifying, I got the formats right here. The qualifying format is pretty interesting. So it's going to be a single one lap car qualifying in reverse order of owner points. The top eight will advance to a head to head elimination style bracket, which will consist of the elimination bracket features two cars staged side by side pit stalls near the end of pit road. Mm-hmm. Pit crews will perform a four tire stop and drivers will exit the pit stall onto the track with no speed limit. The first car to cross the finish line advances to the next round. And the final, fi- and final the, pairing competes for the pole. Final pairing competes for the pole. So I, that's not bad there. I mean, right there, you're bringing the pits, the pit crews into it. So. Right, because they did that at Charlotte, but it was a, a full lap around, four tires, and then another lap around. Right. With no speed limit. So it would be interesting right, to but, see. But right here, you got to get a good stop right from the get-go. Yeah, and then the race format for the All Star Open breaks down like this: stay it will be a four, it will be a three stage race, twenty laps, twenty laps, and ten laps. The winner of stage one will be going to the All Star race. The winner of stage two as well, and the winner of stage three. Mm-hmm. In the final stage, only green flag laps will be counted in the stage. So right, and it's four stages. Oh yeah, and it's and it's right, a three in the final stage. stage. Now, the all-star race is a four-stage format with three stages being 25 laps and the final stage being 50 laps. But there is a special stage break for a pit stop competition. This could very well fix what we were talking about. And it says each team must pit and perform a four-tire stop while the shortest or the team with the shortest time on pit road wins the pit crew award. The driver will be will start fourth in the final stage as long as he finishes 15th or better in stage three. That's between stage two and three. Now, on the final stage, if no natural cautions occur between the lap 15 and 25 the fi- of the final stage, NASCAR will call an all-star competition caution. And it's going to be set up by stages on the final stage. So the stage one winner will start first, stage two, second, third, 
third, and then the pit stop competition will start fourth. You see that a lot in super late model racing as far as, you know, if a natural caution, if a natural caution doesn't occur, you know, between a certain amount of laps. I think, I think uh, most of them are 75. Yeah, mo- most of them are 75. Like, yeah. like snowball derbies like that, the, uh, you know, the Rattler race here at Kinston's like that. That's how your Southern Super Series does it for sure. Um, if there's 75 green, consecutive green flag laps, caution flag will wave. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that. I think it's going to – we'll just have to wait and see. This is a totally new format for what NASCAR is bringing to the table. I'm sure that the June 7 car had something to do with that. But before we get into the NASCAR race, we're going to talk about Formula 1 here, or the NASCAR races from Texas. We're going to talk about Formula 1, the Spanish Grand Prix – who do you guys? Uh, I'm going to start off with Austin. Who do you have to win that race? Still learning this Formula One stuff. I'm going to have to go back with my guy Verstappen. All right, Verstappen for Austin. Charlie, who do you have? Verstappen is on a uh, bit of a hot streak. I think they may have gotten the uh, mechanical woes worked out, but I am going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to go with Alonso. A bold pick. Why Alonzo? Is it because that is his national Grand Prix? That's his home Grand Prix, or you know he's been he's been running pretty good this year. Hey, I, I just I got a feeling. All right. Well, I'm going to go against both of you. And last week I picked George Russell, but I think this week I'm going to go back to the Scuderia, Scuderia Ferraris. Charles Leclerc gets it done again and makes that competition for the top spot in the championship tighter between himself and Verstappen. I'm just glad just not see Lewis Hamilton in it all the time. I think somebody else is taking his spot, whether it be Verstappen or Charles Leclerc. But it's just nice not to kind of see Lewis Hamilton in there. It could be for one reason or another. I think the car just kind of sucks. I don't think Mercedes brought their A game this season, especially with the new development of the car. That race, the Spanish Grand Prix, is going to be on Sunday, May 22nd, at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN, to the best of my knowledge. I know for the Miami Grand Prix, it came on, like, local broadcasting networks, still CBS, so I apologize for that last week. And now NASCAR. We're going to start off with the Truck Series, which will be starting on Friday, May 20th, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1, 147 laps from the Texas Motor Speedway. Charlie, who do you got winning that race? And the Truck Series, I got Ty Majeski. He's finally got the ball rolling. He had speed last week, come up one spot short. I'd like to see Grant winning one. He, you know, he's he's off a string of uh, two top three finishes, so he's definitely got the momentum going with his new team this year now. But Ty Majeski's been getting better and better and better. And once that boy starts winning, he's going to be hard to beat. Uh, I, I got Ty Majeski winning this weekend. All right, Austin, what about you? Might have to go back with Carson Hosevar. I think he's had a hiccup last race. I think it, I think he's going to be anyone in Texas. All right, so Carson far for Austin, Ty Majeski for Charlie. I'm going to have to go with Chandler Smith. I think that Kyle Busch Racing Toyota is going to be doing well at Texas. They usually do well at mile-and-a-half tracks, and I think Chandler Smith gets it done. The Xfinity race is going to be Saturday, May 22nd at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. It's going to be a 167-lap race. I'm going to start off with Austin this time. Who do you have winning that race? I'm going to go with my guy, Noah Gregson. I'm going to say Noah Gregson gets it done this weekend. All right, Noah Gregson for the Xfinity race for Austin. What about you, Charlie? There's been quite a few people running pretty strong this year in the Xfinity series. All guys had speed in multiple races, and he just hadn't had the finishes to, to show for it. I think now that he's got a win under his belt, you're, you're going to see him running up front a lot more. And I, I dare say 
Um, he, he gets him another win this weekend at Texas. All right, so two for Junior Motorsports. Not bad picks. One of my favorite teams in the Xfinity Series, but I'm going to have to go with the Colleg Racing Chevy of A.J. Elmendinger to get it done this weekend at Texas in the Xfinity Series. And I don't know how you guys want to break this down. For the All-Star race, the start of the race, the Open is going to start at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. And the actual All-Star race itself is going to be starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1 as well. You guys want to pick who might not be in it for to advance, or do you want to just pick an overall winner of the All Star race? Man, uh, so that, that's gonna that's gonna be a deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah, we can be here we can uh, for like 30, 40 minutes talking about it before our final thoughts. Open candidates. So who here's who's eligible for the All Star race? I'm just gonna read them out to you right now. We got Ross Chastain, Austin Sindrick, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson, Brad Keselowski. Chase Elliott, Eric Almirola, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Chase Briscoe, A.J. Allmendinger, Kyle Busch, Marnie Turex Jr., Christopher Bell, Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace, William Byron, Michael McDowell, Kurt Busch, and Alex Bowman racing in the All-Star race. And for the Open, we have everybody else. We got four potential picks for the Open. It's going to be rapid fire. Well, I'll tell you who wins his way in. Okay, who wins his way in? Tyler Reddick. Okay, Tyler Reddick, that's a good one. I can live with that. Uh, so I'll say, I'll say, I say, I say, okay, do what? I say we do a consensus. Like, okay, we could pick these four guys to be in the big show. From okay. Ty- Tyler Reddick is one. I, Eric, I can agree with that. Eric Jones. Okay. I'm thinking Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Yep. And I would dare say Daniel Suarez. Yes. And then it, it would be a toss up between Daniel Suarez and Justin Haley. Okay, and I say I say we just put a dark horse in there. Are you good with those picks, Austin? Yeah. And I think I think a dark horse in there just because he's Reddick's teammate, Austin Dillon. Yeah. But every I mean that's a good one. Eric Jones, I wouldn't have never thought of. Stenhouse, I I think I definitely Suarez, absolutely, and Justin Haley. Why not? And a dark horse, Austin Dillon. Now, who wins the actual All Star race? I'm going to start off with. Kyle Larson for Austin. What about you, Charlie? Who wins the Open? I mean, it, it really it no, depends who, on what package they bring, to, no, who, in, in who, my opinion. Not the Open, the actual All-Star race. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Who wins the All-Star race? But, I mean, like I said, it depends on what package they bring, in my opinion. But I'm going to go with William Byron. William Byron's a good pick. I think that's a solid pick. I'm going to go with someone, and this is so tough because there are a lot of good drivers in there. But I'm going to have to say... Ryan Blaney. Kevin Harvick. Okay. I think Kevin Harvick gets it done for the All-Star race. I could say that. I bet he'd like to get a win. <laughs> yeah, he'd like to get a win any way that he can, and a million-dollar bonus yeah, to boost. Some type good. of momentum in his favor would be great. Yeah, it, yeah. it definitely would help out that team, and Harvick's continuing progress throughout the course of the season. I, and to my knowledge, I don't think points are counted for this race, but make sure to check Fantasy NASCAR for that, for rambling yes. about racing. Uh, I don't think it is. I don't think they are. I think it's just a big million dollar check. It's just yep. The only thing you're chasing is a check and a trophy. Okay. Well, fair enough. I don't think, but be on the lookout just in case, because I'd hate to get one up over on Charlie and take the lead because everybody else is sleeping. <laughs> but gentlemen, that was our race predictions. Anything else before we get into our final thoughts? No, sure. Charlie. No, I'm I'm good, man. All right, let's get into it. 
Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, and not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, that's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. Final thoughts here on Rambling About Racing. Very fun episode. Hope you enjoyed the sound of us opening up the mystery box here at Rambling About Racing. Make sure to go check out the YouTube channel for the visual of that. We will post that up shortly after we post up this episode here. But yeah, guys, fun episode. Thanks for being on the show here and being back in here for this week's episode. Next week, we're going to have a fun episode. We're going to have the guys from Quick Pit on. And we're going to do a kind of a collaboration show to talk about the mid-season review, what's good, what's bad, and preview, of course, the Indianapolis 500, the Monaco Grand Prix, and the Coca-Cola 600. It's a going to be 1,100 miles of racing next week. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So get ready for that. Stock up the beer cooler right now and get ready for an endurance of a day here. I, I've, I can't wait for this. I've For the past couple of years, it hasn't really happened as organically because of COVID. But I think I think we're back in the swing of things now to the point where we can have all three really crown jewel events on one day. So it's going to be a great thing to see. And I'm going to leave it up to Austin today. Do you want to hear fantasy standings or question of the week this week? Or do you want to do our this week in NASCAR first? Let's go this week in NASCAR. All right. I got to pull it up right here in the old history book of NASCAR here. We're going to go back to May 15th, 1983. Bobby Allison takes over the points lead with a narrow victory over Darrell Waltrip in the Mason-Dixon 500 at Dover Downs International Raceway. Good luck naming a race the Mason-Dixon anything these days and days, but in 1983, that was the norm. The race finishes under the yellow flag as a torrential downpour hits the one-mile oval. So that happened this week in NASCAR, May 15th. 1983. Charlie, do you want to read our fantasy standings, or do we want to hear the question of the week this week? Do fantasy, and then we'll end it with the question of the week. Sounds good. But what are we looking at for now? I did set up my lineup. I think I had a good rebound from Darlington. I you finished fifth at Kansas. Not bad. I think yeah, I finished like twelfth or something like at Darlington. It was bad. I'm allowed one mulligan. Uh, You're allowed um, one Darling- mulligan. Yeah, I finished sixth at Darlington. You finished tenth. So, all right, back all right. to overall standings. Back to overall standings. What do we got this week following Kansas? Right. Uh, still on top is uh, myself, Chuck8384, at 2384 uh, as far as points. Matt Camper is second with 2293. Third is SMR R&D with 2246. Fourth is SMR Operations with 2238 points. Fifth is S-Blades with 2207 
six is Super Sumo 32 with 2166, who is also our uh, manufacturer leader with Chevrolet. Seventh, our host Matt with 2,097 points. Eighth is B93 with 2,043. Ninth is Summers Racing with 1,959 points, who is also our Toyota rep. Tenth is Smoking Woody with 1,874 points, who is our Ford rep. Eleventh is 43 and Me with 1,582. And twelfth is Zeke Cleave, seventh with 1,555. And that rounds out our league standings and the rambling about racing. All right, very nice, man. And for this week's question of the week, and, and by the way, if you're new to the show, that fantasy league, if you win, gets you $100 Amazon gift card just in time for Christmas. You either spend on you or somebody else here, but it's still up for grabs here. And if a host does win it, like myself, Charlie, Preston, or Austin, then carries over to the next season where it's a $200 Amazon gift card. We've been through this before, Charlie. You can't get mad. Stupid. Just, I'm, not, I'm not even in the running. I, I, I I'm, making, enter, I'm making a poor instance, I, Austin. Yeah, I, I'll, get, I'll be in the next year. Hosts are not what eligible. if I gave it to my girlfriend? That doesn't count. I bet you enjoy saying no. that you have a girlfriend, don't you? No. I do, actually. Who doesn't? My uh, girlfriend. Technically, I got two. Your wife and my girlfriend. Three, right? I mean, with Caroline. Oh, no, no, Caroline's a boo. Yeah, Miss Miss Caroline says boo. Oh. Yeah. Polygamy is illegal, unfortunately. Yeah, stop that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Charlie, I think you got the question of the week this week here at Rambling About Racing. So, what's the question of the week? So, this week's question of the week is going to be really, truly hot and heavy topic, I think. Where do the best drivers go in motorsport? Or which motorsports have? I am. Which motorsports have the best drivers? I think that's a good question. Coming up to the big trifecta here with Indy Formula One and NASCAR coming up next weekend. That's a good one. So, so what, are, we, are we including what, like late models too? Or I'd say everything. We, yeah, I, I mean, because you you pretty much your late models and all that are you are you, are you stock cars and stuff like that, and then you got your F ones and your Indy cars and you. Pretty much taking all your levels of motorsports, all your types of motorsports, which type of motorsports has your best drivers? Pretty solid question. Yeah, I think so too, bud. Good one. Good question of the week this week. Let us know what you think using the hashtag what you think ITM. It will be in the podcast description and it will be in our Facebook and Twitter profiles here. But that will wrap up today's show, gentlemen. Anything else before we wrap it up here? I want to take... No, I'm good. I'm good. All right, gentlemen. Well, thank you again for being on the show. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here at Rambling About Racing. Make sure to head over to ramblingaboutracing.com for links to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to stay in touch with the show and to see what's going on in the world of auto racing. Special thanks to the Racing Warehouse for selling me the $100 and $30 mystery boxes. Make sure you go, if you head over to the ramp, uh, the Racing Warehouse, make sure to tell them that Rambling About Racing sent, sent you, and you might pick up a sponsor here. It's a kind of a clever point to try to pick up a sponsor. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Standard to the Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, not only for us here at Rambling About Racing, but for what they do for Burns Radio as well. For Charlie Herc, it's Chuck8384, Austin Reeves, Austin underscore Reeves 6, and myself matt beamer and beamer 22 all of them on twitter stay safe and we'll see you next week